five, four, three, two, one. Let's have a parade! For 75 years, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade has been entertaining America. Today, once again, millions of people are lining the streets of New York City, anticipating the arrival of the year's most spectacular event. Magnificent floats, fantastic big balloons, hit Broadway musicals, and entertainment's biggest stars. All live on NBC's telecast of the 75th Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So, Jay, before we get into tonight's show, I understand that you are drinking something that you need to talk to me about. It doesn't really have anything to do with our topic tonight, but I went to Wawa this morning before work. Uh-huh. I stopped in the refrigerated section to get myself a monster. So I'm looking at these cans, and I saw one that looked like a can of Christmas. It was, like, green and red, and I'm like, wow, what is this? I never saw this one. And it is ultra watermelon, zero sugar. You can't yeah. beat it, right? Well, well, was it really Christmas? Well, it looks Christmassy, of course, but watermelon is like a summer fruit, right? And it's also red and green. It is red and green. You're right. So, I, of course, I was jumping to the conclusion that they changed watermelon significance to Christmas time and sold me this holiday beverage. Right? Yeah. So I bring this home, crack it open right now. It is absolutely delicious, and it tastes like a melted Jolly Rancher watermelon candy. Oh, my God. You know, this is another one of those times where I feel it's important to state that we have no sponsors here on the Purple Stuff Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Aside from those who uh, support us on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com slash Purple Stuff. I have to tell you, though, watermelon to me is like an upper mid-card flavor. It's not really even that great, but this drink, I'm giving it my utmost endorsement, okay? Okay, well, I mean, I am curious, because for me, you're saying that uh, watermelon is upper mid-card for you. In drink form, it's like fucking Beverly Brothers to me. (laughs) They're jerking the curtain. (laughs) Okay, so so, I mean, this has got not, if it's good... It's good. But for me, it's got to be like the best fucking drink. It is so good. You got to okay. try it. I'm telling you. Like I said, it's not going to be on my dining room table for Thanksgiving, though. <laughs> well, I mean, it might, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that being said, your uh, capsule review of Monster's new, perhaps Christmassy <laughs> watermelon drink tastes something like a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> yep. What are we doing here on the Purple Stuff podcast tonight? We're continuing our tradition, Matt, with our presentation of the 2001 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. 2001? Are they crazy? I wanted something from the 80s, or at least the early 90s. (laughs) So you and I were talking about this like long ago, months ago, and we were thinking, hmm, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we did something a little bit more modern just to change it up? It's so funny because 
for us, modern does mean 19 years ago. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. Let's not do something from 47 years ago. Let's bring it up to speed a little bit. 2001. <laughs> Was it still 24 frames per second back then? <laughs> Four by three, baby. Four by three. <laughs> So this was like a very significant parade. Two months after 9-11, and you could feel it in the air. Like, the parade is this big, loving tribute to America. I think the uh, idea amongst all of us, like in the tri-state area, was they're not doing this. But everybody was kind of like, yeah, we should do it because it'll be fun to go back to that tradition every year. We can't just stop the world. Right. I mean, but you and I both lived here. We We know how hard it hit, and... At that time, it was like baby steps back towards normalcy. Right. So then it was like baby steps, and then all of a sudden you had the fucking Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like quite a fucking leap. I it's like, oh my God. I had just started going back to the corner deli for bagels, and now there's the fucking parade. <laughs> It was a very significant year, and it was good that they did it, because like you said, it was all like, yay, America, and everything's great again. Yeah, like, and basically, like, there are flags, U.S. flags, of course, on, like, every float, irrespective of what the float had to do with. Like, it could be the Rose Petal Palace float, and there would be American flags on it. Yes. <laughs> so we've come here tonight to uh, kick ass and drink watermelon juice. <laughs> no, what is the official flavor name, by the way? It is, uh, it is Ultra Watermelon. Ultra Watermelon. Watermelon. <laughs> uh, so this parade, 2001, we're not gonna get too in the weeds on the Americana stuff, but we did find a bunch of random pop culture highlights to tell you about. Yes, we did. And we're going to roll through them tonight. Can't wait to get into it. This was a really, really awesome parade. Who's going to kick things off tonight, Matt? How about you go first? Okay, sounds good. Let's take you down to Herald Square. <laughs> a little bit at the beginning, a little more later on. Watching how Matt, that big bird float just passed us by, and I want to concentrate on the Sesame Street float. This thing was spectacular. Total fan service for Sesame Street fans. I'm a big fan of Jim Henson, the Muppets, and all that stuff, and I've talked about that a couple times on the show. But this Sesame Street float, I got sucked into this watching it back, and I was like totally entranced by it. It keeps increasing in awesomeness as the performance rolls on. I think the best way to describe it is that, like, it was the most pure thing. It was, like, pure joy. Not many things on the planet can give you that warm and fuzzy feeling like the Sesame Street Muppets, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just crystallized good feelings here. 
when I saw this, I felt like the float itself was extravagant. It was this big thing. It felt like they put a lot of money into it. It wasn't just like a, on a, the back of a truck. Uh, yeah. This is where we might have a little bit of a difference in opinion. To me, that float actually didn't look so good. You don't think so? No, it kind of looked like something like you could make in a couple of hours with poster board and a few Amazon boxes. Oh, you th I think it was a Sesame Street playset on top of a float, like a life-size one. Well, that would explain why you liked it, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, what got me was just this fucking cavalcade of characters. Oh, they were all there. Everybody was there. Everybody. Everybody, yeah. The Count, even. The Count it, was there. It brought yeah. daylight. It was... <laughs> <laughs> Bert and Ernie, Cookie Monster, every Snuffleupagus. Who was that baby Snuffleupagus? That's Snuffleupagus. It's not like a child version because the Snuffleupagus that I remember was like oh, maybe 25. He looked like a fucking bantha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. He did look like a bantha. Uh, I think it is. You might be right because, yeah, that was obviously like 20 years after I watched the show. Alice, I believe. I'm looking it up now. Is it Alice Snuffleupagus? Is that who it is? There's a big family of Snuffleupagai. <laughs> <laughs> so they announced that they were in their 4,000th episode, which to me, that equates 19 years later to their 77th millionth episode. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, That's... think about it. I mean, we've been doing the podcast since, what, 1996? And we're under 100 still. So... The, the the frequency and just the they're amazing these people at that workshop yeah it's amazing the children's television workshop so they're singing this song all the not only the muppets but the actors who were on the show so this is 2001 they were on when we were watching it as children so this is like all those years later and they were showing up on the float and i'm like oh man you had to put them out there you're gonna make my eyes all moist you're right, because, I mean, it is, aside from the few newer editions, it's, like, literally the same, same cast of thing. characters that we grew up on. Yeah, totally. So what, a, what a trip. And they, those guys, they didn't get out from Sesame Street often. So to see them out in Manhattan like this, like, that's a big deal. Then they're going to need directions back to Sesame Street. Where is Sesame Street? Like, what's, <laughs> is, 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 that, is it in a stated state or city? It's a block past Maple. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> So, you know that line in Holly Jolly Christmas, have a cup of cheer? I'll be damned if this isn't an actual cup of cheer. Mm, I bet it tastes like Jolly Ranches, Jay. Charles Nelson Riley, super couple from NBC's Dave's of Our Lives, Jason Cook and Kirsten Storms, The Barney Big Balloon, plus recording stars O-Town and Boys to Men. The Thanksgiving celebration continues live here on NBC. <laughs> We've got lots of great characters, including 
Jesusaurus Rex. He's roaming down Broadway on his Macy's Parade debut, sporting his new NYPD cap, the delightful, the delicious, the delovely. Jesusaurus Rex, furnished by Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. See, Rex lives in a fabuloni world, and he's mild-mannered but has a sharp sense of humor. He's full of slapstick and corny puns, kind of like us. Okay, I'm going to kick it off with an easy one because I need to give it up for the Cheezosaurus Rex Balloon. Okay, let's do Cheezosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know, this balloon deflated famously a year later in 2002, but it didn't deflate any faster than you did just now, Jay. Big fan of Cheezosaurus Rex, are you? <laughs> listen, I, I'm telling you, it's only because I don't eat pasta. That's why. Because yeah, if I was you, eating, I would be like, hey, let's get a bowl right now. First of all, this guy, Cheezosaurus Rex, he was the Kraft Macaroni and Cheese mascot, giant cartoon orange T-Rex. He's uh, very close to your heart. But the thing is, he debuted in the mid-90s, so you would think you were even you were eating pasta back then. I was, yeah. I was a big mac and cheese fan. You can't tell me that you didn't think a little better of Kraft after they started getting mascotted by this giant cheese dinosaur. No, I 100% agree, and that was a good move, because when dinosaurs are made out of cheese, that's just like a double whammy. I guess what I'm wondering is, are we editorializing there? Is he made of cheese, or is he just cheese colored you think he's like a golden hue i don't think it's ever been established either way which i guess leaves it up to fan interpretation and as a fan i'm saying yes he's made of cheese oh he is made of cheese uh, let's let's go with it let's okay. see if people maybe people might call us out and say no but <laughs> oh okay. no you're right it's like the scene in space balls like oh pizza you're delicious and he starts eating him it's exactly. like that okay that's, so we that's, can that's, eat that's right where my head was at space balls <laughs> okay <laughs> so this balloon, it is uh, huge, fucking giant. He's wearing a hat which has the uh, NYPD logo painted on it because this was, again, post 9-11. Right. And he also has a camera which literally like lights up like it's a real electronic flashing camera. First time ever at the Macy's Parade. That was actually a video camera and it was he was invading everyone's privacy by videotaping them. Oh, is that what was going on? From, from above. You're, yeah. you're, you're a real dark character today. <laughs> uh, speaking of dark, did you notice when he is making the turn around Macy's that like he is totally scratching up against it? He came really close to popping. You could watch the parade from those buildings, like on the high rises. And you know, when you're watching outside, you know, and he comes up to the window. Oh honey, my God. honey, come like, here. Like, I know he's made of cheese, but holy shit, this is scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's it's bad because like you know the hosts notice it too because they just go silent for 10 seconds like as he's like, <gasps> making the turn because <laughs> he could pop at any moment there's be cheese everywhere yeah <laughs> everyone's like getting their plates out oh yeah. my god this is what we saw ghostbusters <laughs> yeah yeah crap <laughs> cheese and macaroni it's like your favorite bucket roni
everybody. Hi, guys. Happy holidays. Hello. <laughs> I love the holidays. I do. I'd love to celebrate with you. This'll be fun. <laughs> with all our friends and family. Together we'll have fun. Right. Laughing, telling stories. Give a hug to someone. <laughs> I love the holidays. I do. In keeping with my trend of costumed characters, Matt. I'm going with Barney for my second pick. Barney the Purple Dinosaur. Little surprised that you're the one calling us here. <laughs> Never knew you to be a Barney guy. What's the scoop? Definitely not. <laughs> I mean, you just had a dinosaur, so this one goes uh, evenly here, but I'm not a Barney fan uh, until now, okay? okay. And I'm going to explain to you why. I don't think I even was aware of Barney until like five or six years after he premiered with his friends on TV. Okay, you so know, yeah. you're not you were not ever well versed in the Barney fandom. Yeah, uh, the lore. Yeah. So I was at that age where like no part of me wanted Barney to exist. I was actively against. I was anti Barney. I think I said it on last year's parade show. Fuck Barney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I saw this performance, and I'm like. This is really good, I have to admit. <laughs> it is one of the best performances in the history of the parade. Yeah, I know. It was like it was so good. So Look, Jay, literally in my notes it says we have to address the elephant in the room, which is that out of everything in the parade, the balloons, the floats, the musical guests, the Broadway performances, fucking Barney had the best show in town. Yeah. And it wasn't even because he's a dinosaur who danced. It's just this thing, it was just astronomically good, okay? And I was very impressed by everything from the float, the production, the choreography. His buddies are these cute little rascals. On cinematography alone, this is outrageous. <laughs> like, you can't believe the shots and the little pushes and the zooms and the cuts that they're coming up with for Barney at the Macy's Parade. This is the cherry on top right here. I love the holidays. I do. This song is so good. It's a banger, Jay. It's a banger and it is absolutely going on your holiday playlist. It, yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's already on there. Yep. I love... I think... All right, listen. I, I think we need holiday. to sing it. That's We got to give the people what they want, right? Okay. Okay, so... I, I love, love the holidays. holidays. I do. the only line I remember. <laughs> I, I love, love the holidays. holidays. I, I do. Am. Okay, so I realized that I love the holidays... I do. Sounds like something else that popped into my head. I love the holidays haiku. So I figured let's play a little game. I do this to you pretty often. So oh, I figured we would play I love the holidays haiku. Who does? You do, Matt. So I'm challenging you to write a haiku right now off the bat. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so let me just explain to the audience a haiku if you're not aware. It's kind of like a poem that has five syllables in the first line, seven syllables in the second line, and five syllables in the third line. Okay, so I have to come up with an impromptu haiku. Yes. <laughs> Give me uh, one second. Let me, okay, I'll cue some uh, Jeopardy music or something. <laughs> You 
got it? Yeah. Okay. Let me hear it. It's Jay and it's Matt recording yet another Purple Stuff podcast. <laughs> Wait. It's, I have the judges have to see. <laughs> it's Jay and it's Matt. Okay. <laughs> Wait, do it again. What's the second line? <laughs> recording yet wait, another. Wait, 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 no, wait. Recording yet another. <laughs> That's not. Recording yet another. Seven. Okay. okay. Purple stuff podcast. Okay. Five. We should get the robots. You sounded like the robot. All right. Well, that was good. That was very good. Are you fucking kidding? It's incredible that I, got, I came up I, with anything. No, that was really good, but I'm going to give you one better. Okay, mm -hmm. here's mine. <clears throat> it's Christmas slime time. Come with me to celebrate. Shake my candy cane. What the fuck? Is <laughs> <laughs> he here? Uh, I don't you, know. you just heard the mic drop? <laughs> that, that, that was a euphemism, right? <laughs> You're out of control. <laughs> so Barney, you know. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I'm um, Barney. Barney, the he was a dinosaur, purple. <laughs> He he performed well and he sang a nice song at the yeah. 2001 Macy's Day Parade. And I was just so entertained by that, and I felt like it was a throwback to watching the Pizza Time Theater Band at Chuck E. Cheese. Um, sure. I'm sorry. What? I'm still thinking about the fucking haiku. It's slime time, so come over here and shake my candy cane. Welcome back, everybody. The beautiful cornucopia float is furnished by Radio City Entertainment and among the delectables of the season on board, Tim Curry, who tomorrow turns into Ebenezer Scrooge in a lavish production of A Christmas Carol at the theater at Madison Square Garden. Right now, Tim and the cast members of A Christmas Carol share the fruits of their labor as they perform God Bless Us, Everyone. sky remind us of man's compassion let us love till we die and god bless us everyone all right it's time to class off the place with tim curry yes oh yes jay oh yes <laughs> at the time tim was on broadway he was playing ebenezer scrooge in a christmas carol so to promote that, he is there in full Ebenezer garb yeah. to sing a song with like a 50-kid choir. Yeah, it was totally huge. This was awesome. 
I picked this one sight and scene. Like I heard Curry was in it, and I told you, okay, I'm gonna do the Curry thing. Mm-hmm. You saw the parade before I did, and when I asked you if you thought the Curry part was worth mentioning, you were just like in complete awe of yeah. this of this performance. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, totally. And I'm gonna quote you: Curry's appearance was awesome in all caps, <laughs> and then you followed up with, "It was a highlight." <laughs> so. It's like whenever I see it now, I'm picturing you sitting at home alone, making like the sign of the cross, watching a little grainy YouTube video. <laughs> oh, this was, is the shit right here. You know what? I was the meme. I was like the Meryl Streep meme where she gets up at the Oscars and she points to the stage. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was me when this came on. <laughs> oh, God. That is, that, there's an image. <laughs> But, I mean, you're not wrong because, much like Barney, this is one of the few things in the parade that really went off without a hitch. But he's standing on top of a giant cornucopia. He is, like, 35 <laughs> feet in the air. And it's like it looks like he's almost like, it's like he's walking the tightrope almost kind of feeling, right? Yeah, yeah. So, up from those heights, gotta be scared shitless, he belts out this fucking song. And God, this God bless us, everyone, is just, oh my God, it was giving me the chills. I was, it was so uplifting. I'm telling you, the, the messaging is just timeless, Jay. It really is. I got to tell you, though, I don't get emotional, except for when I watch Top Gun. But like, <laughs> this was uh, something. This yeah. was really something. So I think we, we found your three buttons. It's when, uh, what's his name? Moose, when he dies. Yeah, Goose. And Goose, Goose, sorry, Goose, Moose, whatever. The guy that had the fucking Starscream toy and all that. So that's one of your buttons. Your other is Tim Curry. And your third is Barney. <laughs> well, Barney doesn't make me emotional. <laughs> he just, you know, just I, makes I think me we have about out. 10 minutes worth of evidence to the contrary, Jay. <laughs> But we'll let the listeners decide that one. <laughs> oh, God. So, Curry, I think if I had one regret, it's that of all the roles Tim Curry did, this is the one that gets him the parade appearance. So you just want to have floats of his various roles. <laughs> well, I mean, if I'm going to pick my, what's my, like, ideal Tim Curry float, like, from what performance? I don't think I'm going with A Christmas Carol. I'm taking Congo. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, of course, that's your signature movie. <laughs> yeah, and I guess you would take Legend, because you're not going to miss on I, Darkness. I don't know, I love Rocky Horror, I love I love everything. It, it, the and, poor guy's going to be cold out there in black underwear <laughs> on that November morning. He could have his hospital gown on. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> It's time to get real as the World Wrestling Federation Entertainment furnishes the Get Real Float. The Get Real program brings WWF superstars into junior and senior high schools to talk to at-risk students about respect, education, achievement, and leadership, R-E-A-L, and to inspire them to be successful in life. 
And Al and Katie, each week the WWF broadcasts in 117 countries and 11 languages. And this first family of sports entertainment is the reason why. Vince and Linda McMahon, superstars Triple H and Kurt Angle, WWF commentators Jim Ross and Michael Cole, and ring announcer Lillian Garcia. Right now, Lillian gets real with her rendition of Living in America. Next, Matt, is the WWE float, which was really spectacular. So good and so bad. <laughs> so WWE has appeared at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade a couple times. And from my perspective, they really should be a part of it every year. Because even sometimes when it's lackluster, when the business isn't doing so well, you really think about Survivor Series and Thanksgiving. They talk about, you know, intertwined. Those two things growing up were always, like, synonymous with each other. You're totally right, because I forgot back in the day, Survivor Series, that actually was on Thanksgiving. So you did watch the parade in the morning and WWE at night. Wrestling was really big at that time, like kind of like in riding the wave of the Attitude Era, which is like one of the biggest times in history yeah. for wrestling. They so, were big. This was like a real peak period for them. Exactly. So they got this really high production float, which almost looked like there was this sort of lighting rig, Titantron type thing on top of it with a wrestling ring in the middle. And all the superstars were on the float. Well, I mean, not all. Two. Not all. Some of them. Two yeah. of them. <laughs> Yeah, just point out two total. Uh, Kurt Angle, who was kind of uh, sitting atop a a ladder, like as if it was a ladder match, and then uh, you had Lillian Garcia, who was singing. She's the ring announcer. Mm -hmm. I want to say Stacy Keebler might have been in the ring too. I think she was behind Lillian. Yes, perhaps. Yes. Then you had Vince McMahon. (laughs) You had uh, Triple H. Apparently, Linda and Shane were there, too. I saw Linda. I mean, her head was mostly obscured by a big black pipe. Yes. But, I mean, that dude, don't lie. It was Linda. <laughs> yeah. And so they shoot. I, there's so much going on here. I don't uh-huh. know if you noticed any of these weird things that were going on. but they. they I noticed sh- plenty of weird things that were going on. The first thing I had noticed is that they shoot over to McMahon, Vince, and he's, there's no way I could prove this. But it feels like he knows he's being recorded, but he wasn't hamming it up yet. So then he like puts on this really fake wave. I mean, it was so obnoxiously fake because he's like, "Oh crap, maybe they're filming me now." Yeah. So, no, I mean, no, what, see, what I got from that scene was, yes, I did see the turn into the friendly wave. But yeah. Before that, he looked royally pissed. Yes. <laughs> or so just was, he or was, weirded out or something. I don't it, know. It, it was like Vince in his natural state, and he's <laughs> like, "Oh shit, the camera might be on me," and of course it was. Yeah. And then they shoot the Triple H who's doing the exact same fake wave. And then uh, we see uh, Jonathan Coachman and uh, good old JR. They're all there. JR, it's like, I guess he's wearing, that might be his like home team's football jacket or something. Probably. But yeah. I mean, it's like, it's so bright and incongruous with anything else in the float <laughs> that he looks like a big shining bee floating around. <laughs> so Lillian Garcia. Before I get ahead of myself, Lillian Garcia starts singing Living in America, which... Living in America. 
But you feel like, okay, that goes along with the theme of the parade. This is really cool. And if anybody watching this doesn't immediately think of Rocky IV, you know, like I know you don't, but like most normal people do <laughs> because <laughs> James Brown sings this in Rocky IV in the ring, right? Wow. So from James Brown and Rocky IV to Lillian Garcia on the <laughs> Macy's Day Parade Float 2001. <laughs> so, but it was really pretty neat that they did this. It just felt like a big deal. It did feel like a big deal. I mean, when Lillian started singing, I got to say, I really was hoping that NBC wouldn't cut her off after six seconds. <laughs> but like that's what happened. Line. I'm like, yep. the, she has not even gotten midway through the first verse. Yeah, yeah. And they're doing, the VO guy is trampling all over her with a tease for the Honey Nut Cheerios B. <laughs> yes. Coming up next. Yeah. Living in America. America. The Honey Coming Nut Cheerios Coming up next on the parade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then there was a scene right when they cut, like, they cut to uh, Kurt Angle on top of this ladder, and he's he's on top of it, bent over. <laughs> Looks yes, like he, he's keeled over on top of the, he's probably, he probably had one too many the night before. <laughs> you wouldn't think that it's possible to look bored when you're at the top of a 20-foot ladder <laughs> on a moving float in the middle of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. The 75th anniversary. The 71st anniversary <laughs> yeah, float. Yeah. And Kurt Angle managed to do it. I mean, and he's, he's bent over. It looks like he's getting, like, checked for polyps. He's <laughs> completely broken in half. <laughs> and he's kind of looking kind of dopey at the camera like what's yeah, happening you know it, it just kind of it dovetails with how he was always getting a little bit creatively screwed it's like okay kurt go up there and just <laughs> lean across the ladder for no reason and stay there for the next three hours <laughs> but man what a worker the best in the business <laughs> you suck you, you suck, suck. <laughs> <laughs> Still to march, the Honey Nut Cheerios B Balloon, Barney, Baby Bob, and BJ, plus recording star John Cicada, when the 75th Thanksgiving Day Parade continues. I'm not joking about that monster. It's it's fucking amazing. I know about monster. You never joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I realized the other day my worst nightmare would be if I spilled some sort of liquid on my desk. I might have to be brought to the hospital if that happened. <laughs> Jay, I literally do it every time. I know. I thought of that. I'm like, how would it, how do you even survive something like that? How do you come out of it? <laughs> you, like, let me just list some of the things that it hit. And I'm not fucking exaggerating. My scanner two other videotapes like old Macy's parades on VHS, an entire fucking ream of expensive blue paper oh. and a carded troll warriors figure. Oh my God. Yes. Bjorn the fat is the name of the troll. <laughs> what is it? Bjorn the fat. Oh, Bjorn. 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 Yeah, Bjorn. Like, I, I guess the pun is born fat. He's oh, a, okay. He's, he's, yeah. That's the name. <laughs> Calling all Pokefons. Are you ready to do what you have to do to take what it be take to do what it takes to be a Pokemon master? Looks like Macy's Parade is ready. In the universe of video games and kids shows, Pokemon rules. 
This year's parade makes the big catch as Pikachu, the adorable flagship character of the more than 250 character Pokemon universe, becomes a first time big balloon. And Matt, furnished by the Pokemon Company, what a shock. Pikachu's been the loyal companion and best friend of Pokemon trainer Ash through four TV seasons and three movies. Pikachu is always there to lend Ash a ha helping hand when things get tough. But today, Pikachu is surrounded only by friends here at the parade and millions more all around the country. just wanted to mention the Pikachu balloon, if only for the historical value, Jay, because this was its first ever appearance at yes. Macy's Parade. Historic. Yeah, I mean, ever since then, it's been pretty much annual. I think they missed a couple of years, but generally, you can always count on Pikachu. Yeah, you, he's, uh, you know, an icon of the youth of today. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I know that you are like a real big Pokemon fan. I, I wish I was. I, I never got into it. I remember that time, like a few years ago, we were at Applebee's or something, <laughs> yeah. and I was trying to get you into Pokemon Go. Yeah, I was and you playing. were just not having it. I mean, I had it, but it just it just seemed like I don't, I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, like I was holding up like pictures of of Pokemon in Applebee's, and I'm trying to get you to be impressed, and you're just doing that classic fake laugh noise. <laughs> <laughs> and then rereading the menu, even though we had already ordered. <laughs> Well, if they would have had a mini jukebox, I could have looked through the music instead. <laughs> I need something to fiddle with. <laughs> so the balloon is pretty understated compared to later versions of the Pikachu balloon, but I love it. Like, it's just this 30-foot classic Pikachu. But it's hard to catch something like that because he's so big. <laughs> Christ. I swear to God. You know what state I'm in. Don't fuck with me like that. <laughs> so the main hosts of the parade, Matt Lauer and Katie Corrick, and they had the unenviable task of reading long cue cards about something that they clearly had no knowledge about. Well, that's like 90% of the parade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it was really coming into focus here because yeah. they're like tripping all over the words. It was kind of like they were a little bit above this uh, Pokemon character. <laughs> oh, yeah, please. They wish. <laughs> what I thought uh, would be interesting, though, is for us to try to reenact their spiel about Pikachu. So I transcribed the entire thing. Okay. I'll send it to you here. Okay. Click it over. All right. Copy, paste, send. All right. You got it now. I got it. Yeah. All right. I guess you play Matt and I'll do Katie. Are we going to get, like, the crowd noise and stuff, or are we just going to... All right, you know what it? I'll do? I'll, I'll bring you in with a little uh, coming out of the commercial break fanfare. Ah, I like that. That makes me feel good. Okay. Those were the days. Those were the days. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, I'm dizzy from laughing. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> All right. So okay, uh, okay. You, you ready to do your Matt Lauer thing here? I'm ready. ready. Okay. Calling all Pokefons. Are you ready to do what you have to do to do what it takes to be a Pokemon master? Looks like Macy's Parade is ready. 
in the universe of video games and kid shows, Pokemon rules. This year's parade makes the big catch, as Pikachu, the adorable flagship character of the more than 250 character Pokemon universe, becomes the first time Big Balloon. And Jay, furnished by the Pokemon Company, what a shock! Pikachu's been the loyal companion and best friend of Pokemon trainer Ash through four TV seasons and three movies. Pikachu is always there to lend Ash a helping hand when things get tough. But today, Pikachu is surrounded only by friends here at the parade, and millions more all around the country. I mean, I think we have room for improvement, but I think the potential's there. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know how I had to suppress my enthusiasm. sound like a broken record map but i'm gonna bring up kenny g again kenny f and g i am so glad you did <laughs> so kenny g is the guy who basically rings you can stop in the, there you could he's, the he's, he's the, the guy he's the guy he is the guy the man he rings in the christmas season single-handedly during this parade before santa even gets there <laughs> yeah he does and he doesn't have the fucking tools to work with that Santa did. Yeah. <laughs> so I've said it before, and for me, my sentiments have only intensified since we've last talked about Kenny G. And I'm sure people of all ages appreciate him. But in my kind of uh, youth, I didn't relate to his music because I was like, okay, this guy is just a saxophone there's no guitars, double bass drums. It's just him and a saxophone. I didn't really get it. Yeah, yeah. But nowadays, this is like, this literally feels like the holidays was blown through a saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> he would take that as a high compliment, I think. You know how you always like that uh, Peppermint Patty commercial where they jump up uh, skiing on the uh, coffee table? Yeah, I mean, I don't remember expressing any particular fondness for it, but I am a fan. <laughs> so now that you I it. feel like listening to his music is like doggy paddling through a giant bowl of raspberry <laughs> jello. <laughs> wow. I mean, I did not expect you to go something even further than you went with the ultra watermelon monster, <laughs> but I think you like Kenny G even more than that. Yes. It was you just are, so I mean, good. Like, he is a suave motherfucker he but is i was not expecting this just complete outpour of love 
<laughs> All right, so let me get to the point here. He's on a Three Little Pigs float. <laughs> <laughs> and the big bad wolf keeps popping out of like a tree. Why? <laughs> Why is Kenny G playing Let It Snow on a Three Little Pigs float? Exactly. It's He's, not snowing on the float. No, there's nothing Christmassy at all about that float at all. Yeah, I mean, please, it's practically anti-Christmassy because these are like big, giant monster pigs. Yeah, it was a scary big bad wolf popping out of the chimney. Oh, if you put Santa in the chimney, that would have made way more sense. Sure, why not? So I think the moral of all this is just that 2020 has been a rough year for everyone, but let Kenny G give you some of that sexual healing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, did you know that he was an early investor in the Starbucks coffee house chain? It's huh, quite an aside. No, <laughs> he did not. So you're saying that the Kenny G estate is mostly built on coffee's back, <laughs> not sweet saxophone music? <laughs> He's probably like, hey, I'm going to own part of this uh, coffee <laughs> coffee uh, franchise. That way they can play my music in the stores. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they fucking do. <laughs> yeah. All right, my last pick is actually three picks, Jay, because I'm going to pull you here tonight. It was funny because you thought I was going to get agitated by you doing that, but I'm like, oh, man, this is awesome. So, like, <laughs> you get agitated when I do it, but I think it's great. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I get more I get more uh, listen time. Here we go. We're doing one, two, one, two, one, two, not one, two, three, one, one, two, three, one. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it up the flow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So what I wanted to do is pay tribute to some of the really awkward moments from the parade, because yeah. there were a ton, yes. and uh, there were some really good ones, I think. Yeah, this is great. Meanwhile, Matt, Tom Turkey's stuff with pride as he celebrates his 30th year down the parade path. It's also the 367th anniversary of the very first Thanksgiving. And who better to help Tom honor an institution hundreds of years old than the Today Show's very own Willard Scott, a bit of an institution himself. There he is. So first one is our old pal Willard Scott, who makes an appearance on the Tom the Turkey float, I think it's what it's called. Yeah, Tom, Tom Turkey. Turkey. Yeah. 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 So that just in of itself is a big downgrade. Willard used to host the parade, and now he's just stuck on this fucking turkey. A downgrade? To me, he made it to the top. He's at the creepy kaiju turkey. He's driving it. Uh, I should have seen this descent coming, because <laughs> now that I uh, think about it, you did bring up Tom Turkey. Yes. Just a really out-of-left-field pick, and you sold the shit out of it, I have to admit. Yeah, but he gets overlooked, you know? And you know what song comes to mind when I'm looking at that damn thing? Those eyes from Friday the 13th. Just slow motion, slow motion meme, that little gif, you know, we got his eyes blinking, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, maybe someone out there will make it. 
<laughs> Matt gets a thousand hits tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so you're saying that Tom Turkey was uh, an esteemed place to be. And maybe I could agree with that, but he's only on screen for seven seconds and you never see his face. He's like fucking Wilson from Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> that's true first of all he loses his pilgrim hat as soon as they caught to him so, so yeah but that's not true i i disagree with that you thought that was part of the gag no because he has his hat at the end well i mean by the end I was fucking one of the stagehands one of the pas nah, they, call him, they, they fetched the goddamn uh, hat they, they didn't there was no cutaways he didn't lose his hat he well, this is what he did he was a gentleman and he took his hat off and he bowed to everybody he's like i appreciate you all for supporting my thanksgiving exploits for the last 40 years <laughs> <laughs> all right all right i could see it maybe being like a, a respectful it was his retirement speech yeah it was like this i'm going into the hall of fame of thanksgiving broadcasters i'm doffing my hat to the crowd Okay, I'll buy that. But, I mean, still, you at least admit that Tom Turkey's neck is in front of Willard's face the entire time he's on screen. <laughs> it's true. Okay, no clowning around that. We've got a ringer. It's that world-famous master of mirth, Ronald McDonald, getting gallons of smiles to the mile in his very own big red shoe car. Ronald has walked the walk and spread his magic and fun to millions of kids in hundreds of countries. But today, his arches need a little support. So he's riding in style in that cushy shoe-mobile. Okay, number two. There's a shot where a live-action Ronald McDonald leads the giant Ronald McDonald balloon down the parade path. Yes, I did see that. And after a minute, you realize that they seem to be going through a lot of trouble to avoid showing any good shots of the balloon. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, they like one sneaks in, and you realize that one of the Ronald McDonald balloon's arms is completely deflated. Oh my God! Yes, I saw this. So you have like the live-action version having to like go well beyond what he was scripted to do. He starts fucking juggling bowling pins or something. He's like, oh my God, I got to fucking kill him in it. He gets bowling pins and starts juggling them. I'm like, this is what Ronald McDonald is known for? He's not a clown in that sense. <laughs> this thing really struck me. You know when you're watching something and some memory comes like floating back to you that you probably had stored away forever? Yeah. I'm looking at this Ronald McDonald float with the one arm that's deflated. And it brought me back to this random memory of when I was a kid. And it's just this stupid thing that uh, that we used to do. It was very ridiculous. So let me know if you used to do this too. All right. We thought we were like these Hollywood special effects gurus after we learned it. So I'm going to give you like an audio lesson. It's hard to... I'll do an instructables. So, okay. Yeah. So you have to have either a long sleeve shirt or a jacket. Okay. Okay. Should I put on a jacket right now? Well, no, I have, all right, so I have a hoodie on, all right? Yeah, that's what I'm okay. doing. Yeah, all right. What you have to do is you take one arm out of the hoodie or whatever you got, and then you try to zip the coat back up or the hoodie back up, right? Then you take the sleeve that has no arm in it, and then what you do is you connect that sleeve to the other hand and make it look like it's all connected, and then your fist you have to kind of punch through your chest and move your arms up and down so it looks like there's a chest burster coming out of your shirt. You know what I'm talking about? Can you repeat that whole thing? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm stuck, on the, I'm stuck on the zipper part. I shouldn't have had so many sour punch straws before. I'm trying to get this fucking thing zipped. 
All right, so I'm zippered now. It looks like I'm wearing a toga. Now what do I do? So, all right, so you connect your empty sleeve yeah. into my full your sleeve. other hand. So yeah, now it looks like up. I have a tube. Exactly, exactly. And you punch your fist through your chestal region while you move your other arm up and down. So it looks like a chest burster from Alien is coming out of your stomach. All right, let me try this. <laughs> yeah, that kind of works. Uh, uh, it's a real chest burster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. The audio effects really put it over the top. What the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> M&M's. Oh, M&M's, that's right. My third awkward moment. Meanwhile, the fun-loving yellow M&M's character is loving his moment in the spotlight, while the blue and green M&M's costume characters are super groupies. They're sweet on one of the music world's hottest stars performing his blockbuster hit, You Remind Me, recording sensation, Usher. Yeah, let me see you in a minute. Usher does a performance of You Remind Me, yes. his, his big hit. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, he's on uh, Eminem's float where a costumed green lady Eminem is essentially stalking him. Giving eyes to him or something like that old saying? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I'm going to try to not be crude and let's just go with that. Like she's giving him the eyes, like yeah. that, say a certain something right there on live television on Thanksgiving morning. And it's a green Eminem. Because the green Eminem is supposed to be the one that's the aphrodisiac. You're right, it was. It was home run slash aphrodisiac, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, but like that was awkward, though. You call it awkward. I call it absolute hilarity, because when he's singing, you remind me of a girl I once knew to this giant <laughs> green Eminem. <laughs> I want to meet the people he's meeting. <laughs> Where's he finding them? <laughs> so did you know why Usher was wearing a sling that night? He probably got in a fight with the blue one. No, no. So the day before, it was like a day or two before. <laughs> it was like a day or two before. They were practicing and he slipped off the float. So he broke his arm. I think it was his right arm. Then they found out later it was to get away from that crazy green M&M. She was oh terrorizing him. <laughs> <laughs> she pushed him off the floor. She's like, if, you, if I can't have you, nobody can. So that was our Thanksgiving show, Matt, for 2020. Yes, the 2001 Mises Thanksgiving Day Parade. A terrible time for the country, and this was a little bit of a bright spot in a bad time. Yeah, very tough time. And I think looking back at it, my first reaction was, wow, this was a solid broadcast, like from beginning to end. I mean, that's the thing. We would not have gone with a, I mean, for us, 2001 really is recent. So we yeah. wouldn't have picked this if it was lackluster. Like, this had some strong stuff. Exactly. And most of the time when we watch these back, there's a lot of stuff that kind of like lulls and some boring stuff. 
But this one really kind of stood out all the way through. I mean, you know, there's always the stuff that you're like, ah, I could fast forward through that. <laughs> but this yeah. is pretty, pretty great. Well, I noticed like when I kind of like did a cut down of the entire parade, I still had 45 minutes worth of stuff that I considered worth watching, which mm -hmm. is pretty good for a Macy's parade. Definitely. Definitely. So are we going to do our thing? Sure. Let's do our thing. All right. All right. Let me take a look at what you brought to the table. Okay. You did Bonnie, the dinosaur. Bonnie! Bonnie! <laughs> and his perfect uh, performance. What was the song's name? I love the holidays. I do. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, had the Sesame Street float that had like 80,000 characters on it. Oh my God. And that song was so good. Yes. Yeah, it's like a, a little bit in the beginning. It was good, but it wasn't great. <laughs> and there was only one great, Jay. Okay, what are we going with? No, just in terms of song, Kenny G's was better. Oh, yeah, of course. Let It Snow and The Three Little Pigs all in one time? <laughs> That's a contender. Yeah. And finally, you brought the WWE or then WWF float. I don't know if it was E or F at that time. I forgot what they had said. I think said. it was still, I think it was F. It was before they got the F out? They got the F out, I believe, in 02. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that was uh, that was a strong one, too. But, man, <sighs> it is, uh, I'm going to knock out the the cartoony characters here. Okay. By cartoon characters, I mean. Barney like, and Sesame Barney, Street. not like, yeah. you know. Triple H. <laughs> so it's between the wrestling float and the Kenny G float. <laughs> and uh, no, no way. I mean, no way. I got to give it up for yeah. Mr. G. Yeah, we're yeah. Kenny Gorlick. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Him. That's his name. Why on earth was he on a Three Little Pigs float? <laughs> Why? Because he says, listen, by hook or by crook, I am going to not blow your house down. I am going to bring in the holiday season single-handedly with my golden saxophone. He doesn't use many words, but if he did, that's exactly what he would say. Imagine if Kenny G came in as like a solo on the Barney float. Like Kenny G does a sax solo in the middle of... I love the holidays. Oh I do. Oh my god. Oh, I mean. Yeah. That would sax solo sh time. Shake the foundation of <laughs> everything. <laughs> All right, so let me go through yours, Matt. So you had Tim Curry from uh, Scrooge. God bless us everyone was a song. I mean, this dude is the king of everything standing on top of a massive giant cornucopia. Man, this is like, to me, the pinnacle of the holidays. And just to also point out, because I don't think I did earlier, he doesn't blink once the entire time. Really? Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. That's his, that's his fucking stage experience right yeah, there. Yeah, he is a journeyman. The most famous working actor in the world. Oh, God, so good. So good. So then we had the, um, the Pikachu balloon. Another famous working actor. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't paid his uh, SAG dues in a while, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then we had uh, Cheezosaurus Rex. 
Jesus or Rex, yes, you are just a, just over the moon about this <laughs> this orange dino. Well, it's the moon and Jesus or Rex have a lot in common. They're both made of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then number four, the mixed bag of all the random kind of uh, odd little mishaps. Yep. And I, I got to say, I really enjoyed that one. Let's see. I think, so for me, it's going to be between Tim Curry and your mixed bag approach. I really enjoyed that. So in the mixed bag, we had Ronald McDonald's uh, deflated arm. Yep. The uh, green lady M&M crushing on Usher. And then Tom Turkey, uh, which was ridden by Willard Scott, who looked like he was going to fall off of there. Actually, you know, I forgot to ask you, do you need a CDL license to drive Tom Turkey? Because, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, the fine for no seatbelt and, you know, that's like 50 bucks in New York, I think. It was, it was teetering on disaster. What if he slipped off? Well, oh, my God. When he went to go, like, fish up his hat, it looked like that was it. He was oh done for. Oh, my God. I mean, could you, Tom, yeah. Tom the turkey, he's not a giant balloon, but he's, like, 10 feet off the ground. <laughs> he, 10 feet? He's, like, 35 feet. <laughs> 10 feet? Oh, <laughs> don't ever insult Tom yeah. Turkey in Jay's presence. Yeah. Don't shortchange him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean hard to pick here but i think i'm gonna unfortunately have to go with tim curry unfortunately well because it was it's hard to break with all that greatness yeah. there's a lot of good stuff in there see i like it because you're kind of proving something that i think we all knew deep down is that one tim curry is worth usher willard scott <laughs> ronald mcdonald yes that's how fucking magnificent it Mr. is Curry magnificent is. emotional uplifting dramatic it was just giving me the chills i wish they can clone tim curry and put him in everything just because he's the best totally agree so it was a good parade we enjoyed reflecting on it and it just kind of felt fitting this year as a reminder we have done other parades i believe we did 90 and 94 yeah check those out in the archives wherever you might find them yeah, absolutely. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Want to remind everybody, as you said earlier, we're on Patreon. Patreon.com slash purple stuff. There you go. That was it. And man, great time. So you got any cool plans? You can, oh, we have these uh, nuggets, these uh, Thanksgiving nuggets that we need to try. Well, I'll be honest. I already did. <laughs> you son of a bee. Yeah, I did. I tried them. I popped those fuckers in the oven and they were exactly as advertised. Really good? They were good. And the drumstick-shaped ones, you know how they're supposed to be, like, imbued with cranberry? Yes. They aren't kidding. There actually are, like, cranberries in oh the fucking God. meat. Wow. So like, these... whole-ass cranberries. It's like they baked them with craisins. So the, uh, these are a win. They are a win, especially because we got two of the exactly 100 bags that were produced. So yeah, man. it's like when they, when they eat fucking Komodo dragon in the freshman. It's, <laughs> it's that kind of vibe. <laughs> so this has been the purple stuff podcast i am jay from sludge central i am matt from dinosaur dracula happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>